so I've always been fascinated by the, the Ottomans coming to power, how they looked at themselves. How we look at them today is different than how even the Ottomans looked at themselves. A lot of Turks today were from the collection, were from the Dervshimet. I guess yeah. when you're Armenian, it's like, that's it. It's stamped on your head. By always holding on to it, you never lose it. an unarmed population that the empire tolerated, but tolerating someone isn't the same as accepting them. Like aggression, I, I love that. You know, that's what you guys need in one of these. I use the I use the concrete foundation of my basement. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. Of course. <laughs> He's got to always He's just like, yeah, you raise just, just Ardo like 10 bucks, he raises you like 10,000. <laughs> like first bet, first card is uh, folded like over. He's like all this. His, like, his card like, keys on the table. Second card. Oh, well. <laughs> all right, with all that, right. let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of AKA Good Guys, episode nine. I am here. Ardo is here. Yeah, I am. Here I am. <laughs> and Arakil is here. What's happening, guys? Well, well, well. So, guys, uh, we just had a major storm in, uh, in Boston. So, how'd you guys come out of it? Everybody good? Arakil, you want to say something? Because yeah, you sure. look... It was, it was phenomenal. You know, I went out to... Was it Saturday? It was snowing, right? And um, I say I got out there in the morning at the first shift, right? The first wave of peasants went outside. When I say we, I'm using the royal we, by the way, just so you're not confused. This is the royal we. This is just... The one, the one and only. So we go outside in the morning, and the first wave, just shoveling. It's nice and light. It's not too bad. And I and I shovel the sidewalk. I shovel the the, the walkway. I go out to the to the back. I do the driveway. I do the the backyard area, and then I start shoveling a little bit of the street because you know the the plows are gonna come by, right? Mm. So if you don't take care of your street now, they're gonna take care of it for you later. And it's never a good thing, right? You're, you start to get a, a snow pile pretty high. So I took care of that. And then uh, within 20 minutes, so I started. And within 20 minutes, everything that I just shoveled was covered in fresh batch of snow. Yeah. And it looked like I didn't do a thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is going to be a long day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this was just Saturday. I mean, That's this it. went on all through, all through the night. And yes. Yeah. So first stage, I, I just kept on going out there like every like two hours. Wow. And I hung out there for two hours. Wow. Yeah. And, you're, and I you're just... You glutton for punishment. I was. I was. <laughs> I, I, no no I, I plow. Just, just shoveling. No. No plow. No, plow, no uh, snowblower. He's just, just out there. Thank you, mistress. May I have another? <laughs> Thank right. you, mistress. May I have another? Over and over to himself. <laughs> hey. Don't knock it until you try it. So it was. <laughs> he's just in his head. He's got a mantra just going over and over again. Every time he lifts the shovel and his back goes click, he goes, "Thank you, mistress. May I have another?" <laughs> so it's uh, funny you say that. So I was talking to myself, and I had this long, drawn-out conversation of late Ottoman Empire, 
circa 1850 to, to the Arse, end. Why not? Right? <laughs> why not? When, when you think snow, you think Ottoman Empire. All right. So we had a, it was a very, it was a very well drawn out just, you know, because what it is, is if you're going to go outside, if you're going to shovel a lot of snow, mm-hmm. the best way to do it is tap into your rage. Rage has a wonderful Agreed. way. If you want to lose Agreed. weight, use your rage. If you want to snow, shovel, shovel the snow, use your rage. Don't That's use it. your normal your normal self. Get into that, to that anger side. Whatever. Exactly. Well, but, that but movement that, probably wouldn't work. Because doesn't that lead to, like, heart attack? <laughs> well, I didn't say this was a positive thing. Like, it's going to it's gonna make you live longer. I'm just going to say it's, it's going to help thing. you shovel. That's right. Just the thing. <laughs> That's it. So, so tell me this theory or this scenario of snow and Ottoman Empire. <laughs> how, do the two, so, yeah, how do you correlate the two? I don't know. Like, so, I'm dying to know here. So it was, it was interesting. I, I, I recently received a book. Um, called the Ottomans, and it was all about the Ottoman Empire. And I'm very interested in the Ottoman Empire because we're all from there. You know, Armenians were were part of the empire, um, and our our people, our you know, our 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 whole way of life had survived. Depending on how you want to look at it, when the Turks first showed up at, uh, in 1071, right? Mm-hmm. So that puts us at you know 900 years. The fall of Giligia was 1375, mm-hmm. so that's around 600 years. So depending mm-hmm. on how you want to look at it, and Sa- what is it, Sasun and Zaytun, they didn't uh, become subservient until um, late 1700s. So depending on where you were from, Ar- Armenians had lost their independence for 900 years, 600 mm-hmm. years, or a few hundred years. Well, it, it kind of started from Ani, too, the city of Ani in 1126, and then the Byzantines took over, and then the Sejuk Turks took over. The whole time, Armenians were just getting bashed left and right. So technically, it started from 1126, I think, if I'm not mistaken. No, 1071. 1071? 1071 is when okay. the Seljuks came, and uh, Al- Arslan uh, took down the city of Ani. Okay. At the Battle Seljuk of Manzigert. Right? Mm. So, I mean, uh, are, are those going to tune out? <laughs> Oh, he's, yeah. he's done, dude. I'm listening. Don't die. I'm just listening. <laughs> it's listening. like a history I'm podcast. Not... <laughs> All right, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Please sorry. continue. So I'm um, I'm just fascinated um, by by that period of time. So you know, I'll, I'll use the the beginning of the Ottoman Empire to to its end. Obviously, the ending for us wasn't as great as the ending for for some, right? Mm. For the Turks, they just went from the Ottoman Empire, the Republic, with very little loss. But for yeah. the Armenians, our entire way of life um, and our entire homeland for 8,000 years, I mean, we were exterminated, right? Yeah. And so I've always been fascinated by the the Ottomans coming to power, how they looked at themselves. And uh, in terms of, you know, they, they really were the, 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 the ex, not the extension, but they became like the Roman Empire. So the, the Roman Empire, the Byzantine Empire, then the Ottomans. One mm-hmm. of the things that I found fascinating is that uh, Europe today has a hard time accepting um, present day Turkey as a part of Europe. Although for hundreds and hundreds of years, um, Europeans worked, not worked, but it, it was understood that the Ottoman Empire was part of European power. There was this huge, sizable Christian uh, subjects within the empire. Yeah. All of the sultans, they weren't Turkish. No. Uh, they all had non-Turkic mothers. Just like all the Byzantine kings uh, weren't 
all in that same culture. There were some Armenian kings who actually ran parts of the Byzantine Empire, even right. though they, you know, but they didn't really look after Armenia. They just looked after the Byzantine Empire, even though they were Armenian. Right. And, and, uh, yeah. So yeah. So it's interesting, and you know how we look at how we look at them today is different than how even the Ottomans looked at themselves. I mean, there mm -hmm. there were the educated class. They didn't consider themselves just Turks. They they could read Latin, Greek. They were uh, well read in philosophy and history and the arts, mm -hmm. and they would speak to their mothers in in Greek. So yeah. there's this weird combination of uh, this. Greco-Turkish um, combination, and on top of which you have now, you know, even Mehmet II believed that after taking Constantinople, his empire was now the the next leg of the Roman Empire, and okay. being connected yeah. to the Romans was a big deal for them. On of top course. of being yeah. part of the Turco-Mongol Empire. You know, mm -hmm. that was another sort of pillar for them and also Islam. Right. So you have these these three sort of pillars within the empire mm -hmm. and how they looked at themselves as not outsider. Well, there was that outsider part because mm -hmm. even the, the founders like today, Turks, you'll hear them saying, oh, we were always here. Um, yeah. We weren't from Central Asia. Now, part of that is true if they accept the fact that a lot of Turks today we're from the collection, we're from the Dershime, which yeah. is the Christian boys and girls taken from their families in yes. Turkify, right? So that part is true, but they don't, they never make that connection. It's always, we were here, we weren't from Central Asia, or some of them say we were from Central Asia, but it's hard for them to reconcile the fact the Dershime, yeah. the, the collection. Well, because, I mean, uh, in a way that the government now, the Turkish government now is rewriting history, right? So, and- More so uh, than ever. Yeah, more so than ever. Yep. And uh, they're very nationalistic. Um, they don't want to talk about the stain that they've had in the past. And they're trying to reinvent what Turkey is. So in some places, they'll start calling it ancient Turkey, which is an oxymoron. So it's and the people are, I think, finding out there. Um, and they're, the way this, that they're finding out is you know, some Turks, you know, do DNA tests and they found out, oh, my God, my ancestors were Armenian. They were Assyrian. They were Greeks. And Kurds. this stuff happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they were Kurds. Um, and, or European. Or, or European. European. Yeah, exactly. So, but they're trying to like Turkey. The, the the I don't mean the people. The Turkish government is is like squeezing that country and the people. And the more they squeeze, the more you know. It's like squeezing sand, right? The more information is going to trickle out. So I I probably derailed your old. Uh, no, no, linear, no, 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 yeah. no. It's it's part of it. I mean, it's yeah. because that's the that's the conflict, right? What you hear today, and when you start reading about. Um, the Ottoman Empire. It, it, it's interesting how the early leadership, the early sultans, how they were, I don't want to say the word desperate because that's not right, but they they so wanted to have that connection to the Byzantine and Roman Empire. It was a very big deal for them. Yeah. Very, mm -hmm. very big deal. And they also knew that they were from Central Asia. I mean, they weren't mm -hmm. they weren't confused about their past. So keeping the the connection between the Mongol Turkomen um, fighting, uh, uh, you know, army and in that empire, but also the Islam too was was mm -hmm. the other third pillar. So you have these three pillars for the Ottomans, and being European was very much a part of it. And even the European powers understood that they 
Uh, they were part of Europe because their empire was inside Europe. Mm-hmm. So you have, and it's interesting, and I'll get to where we see a lot of commonalities today. The Europeans worked with the Ottoman Empire. They were interested in the Ottoman Empire. The Ottoman Empire was interested in Europe. I mean, there was a lot of uh, back and forth. It, it wasn't yeah. as if when the Turks showed up, they were so foreign yeah. that the Europeans could, in the, couldn't work with the with the Ottoman Empire. It actually wasn't the case. A lot of the bureaucracy was run by uh, the Byzantine uh, families, right? So when, mm-hmm. when Mehmet II took yeah. over Constantinople in, in 1453, and he now realized that he has he has a city, has an empire to really run. Well, who's mm-hmm. going to run it? He's going to mm-hmm. need the bureaucrats that were still in play. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the Christians, they some of them stayed Christian, and others converted. Others converted because it was just a convenience at the time, mm-hmm. um, or there were I don't want to say forced conversion, but I guess second you could class say that, citizen. Yeah, I I don't the, even the second class citizen thing was was going to be a, a, a. But weren't they taxed I, differently? Well, Yes, they, they were. They yeah. were. They were. They were taxed differently. So under the the empire, you had Christians dealing with two different taxes: the derfshime, which is the collection, the human tax, the beautiful girls and boys that were taken from their families and, and Turkified, um, and the really strong ones were put into their to their army called the Janissary, the Yenijedi, and the girls were put into the harem. Um, and at some point, one of them may catch the sultan's eye, and all of a sudden, that they're the wife. And so now you have a non, non-Turkic bride mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with a half or a quarter Turkic sultan who then has a child who, again, isn't Turkish. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that they have these non-Turkic elements in there, but they were, they were able to work with that. They, they, it was never what it is today, where it's, it's so yeah. foreign and separate. But the other tax they had was the, um, the Muslim tax. The, oh, I know you talk about. The um, Jizra tax? Yeah, Jizre, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Where and this is where the difference of tolerance and acceptance is important to understand. So they would pay this extra tax. So they wouldn't be in the army, but they were unarmed. So you have an unarmed population that the empire tolerated, but tolerating someone isn't the same as accepting them. And that's important mm-hmm. because you'll hear Turks say that the Ottoman Empire was very tolerant. Tolerant mm-hmm. de- demands that you have a hierarchy. And Islam yeah. and the Turks were on the top, and then non- uh, uh, non-Islamic uh, society was underneath. And that's not acceptance. Acceptance is accepting someone for who they are and what they are and treating them as equal. Tolerance just means I tolerate you living here for now, but that doesn't mean I'm going to continue to tolerate you. And when I deem you're not necessary or if I deem your property is mine, whether it's your home or your wife or your children, then I'm going to take, it, take those things from you and you have no recourse. You have no legal recourse. So, to be tolerated is not is not something special. It just means yeah. that for right now, you're not going to get steamrolled. Right so, now, yeah. Yeah. But they did tolerate the Christians, and 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 our. So getting back to the Armenians, we were able to uh, survive, and and somewhat thrive in a system that needed that hierarchy. Right. So again. Mm-hmm. The Turks were on the top, the Muslims were on the top, and then the Christians on the bottom. But we were able to make it for so long. Because we know how to assimilate to other cultures, yeah, still I mean, keeping our culture. Look, at that, that's definitely true, because Armenians are, if anything, we're adaptable, right? Look yeah, at, exactly. Look at Arme- Armenians in Eastern Arme- in, in Armenia proper, you know, 
prior to the, the end of the Soviet Union are very assimilated Russian culture, right? Mm-hmm. They're very yeah. Russian, like uh, the cuisine, the way they speak, the words and all that stuff. They're like Russians, right? And then you have the Armenians that are in Lebanon, Syria, wherever, mm-hmm. in the Middle East, very Arabic-like, right? I know mm-hmm. like, you know, you're, either you're speaking Arabic, you're using French words all over the place. Your or mannerisms. Your mannerisms, yeah. everything, mm-hmm. everything. Uh, and then wherever we go, the ones mm-hmm. in France, the ones in Istanbul, the mm-hmm. ones in America, it's, we're very much like, we're like, we're like chameleons. You know what I mean? We yes. blend in very easily. Uh, but we still said, keep our culture and our like, traditions, you know, it's still there. You know? Well, the chameleon is still a chameleon, even though yes, the colors exactly. change. It, it, mm-hmm. It's still the same animal. It just, yes. it just, it just blends in a lot better than others do so that's 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 what makes the difference you know we're still very again look at me as, a, as an example right growing up i moved to america you know from the old world so i'm not born here um 99 of my friends were were non-armenians they were everything else italian greek black spanish whatever right mm-hmm. but i know but 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 i was always armenian to them, I could very people would say, "Oh, are you Greek? Are you Italian? Are you Mexican? Whatever, right?" No, I'm Armenian. What the hell's that? You know what I mean? And I would explain to them. I wouldn't dodge it. I wouldn't run away from it. I wouldn't yeah. not share my story. I wouldn't, you know, be ashamed of it. I just said, "This is who we are. This is why we're there." And this bubble, and I would just go through the whole thing, you know. So it's like by always holding on to it, you never lose it. And the same would go for I think our children, you know, like yeah. my kids know. That you know, to 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 you're, you're Armenian. You can't hide from that. You can't run from that. No matter yeah. what you do. I mean, look at look at like the Kim Kardashian, right? She's half Armenian, right? But yet yeah. she still holds closer to being Armenian than she does her mother, who's Italian. You know, yeah. no, no knock yeah. on Italians, but her thing is very like Armenian, Armenian, Armenian. I went to Armenia. I'm I'm advocating for the genocide. I'm doing this Armenian stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's important. To, I guess yeah. when you're Armenian, it's like that's it. It's stamped on your head, you know. Because there's a lot of history there. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of years to history, all the way back to Urartu. You know, it's right. uh, that's pretty much our ancestors. But right. going back to you, uh, Arakel, you were saying about hierarchy. What were you gonna? Oh yeah, so the the hierarchy system in the in, in the empire, um, that's how you they were able to stay. I don't want to say on top, but that was how they would run their empire. So you control have, it very yeah. Machiavellian. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and it was, but you know, they allowed the Armenians and and the Greeks to have their own uh, and the system. And this year, I don't know if the Assyrians had their own courts. It well, might have yeah. fallen under uh, under the Armenians, um, but I don't want to say so far for for sure. I mean, the Milet system that they had, the Greeks had their patriarch in Constantinople. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I'm going back to when uh, Constantinople was. Um, was taken down by Mehmet. There II. was a lot of uh, Assyrians in uh, Cilicia, right? Uh, there was. Yeah, yeah there was. So. But I don't. I, I can't remember if they were set in their own millet system. They must have been. I just. Yeah. I, I haven't done enough research or, or reading on them. But yes, they were. And actually, Assyrians um, integrated well within uh, the cities that there was a high concentration of Armenians as well. Yeah. So you had Assyrians and Armenians sometimes even intermarrying because the, the well, there's a long history there. 
And it goes all the way back to your namesake, uh, Ara the Beautiful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the yeah. The Syrian yeah, queen right, yeah. and the uh, Armenian king. And there's a whole story there, So, but which we're not going to get into. But yeah, that goes all the way back, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and we weren't we weren't on always on the best of terms, from what I remember. There was a, there was sometimes so there I mean, was, like in BC. Yeah, yeah, there was always a back and forth between the two. You know, like yes, there was. So you know that that hierarchy kept the Armenians and the other Christians. Uh, the second, you know, this is where we come up not come up with, but this is where you hear the second class or third class citizens. You know, I don't think Armenians or the Christian population wouldn't have mind to keep their religion but join the army and to to fight for the empire and i I think the big miss for the for the ottomans was that they didn't create a system for acceptance yeah to tolerate someone isn't great it's it's not as bad as you know wanton death and and killing your your subjects but if you want to have a a functioning healthy society acceptance is the way to go um and to have your, your your christians in the army instead of creating this this human tax of taking children i mean that's Every time I've read about that, I still can't understand how a functioning person can think that is such a good thing. Like you're taking some child who's, you know, before puberty, taking them away from their family and making them into a converting them into to Islam. So taking them away from Christian Christianity, their their mother religion and then Turkifying them. And what they would do is they would send these children into Anatolia, to a Turkish family, where they would do like seven, eight years of hard labor, basically. Mm. And they would do, they would work off the land, they would get stronger and stronger. You and said get Anatolia, just, just to confirm, you said Anatolia, right? And yeah, so just to confirm, the... Anatolia is a Greek word, not a Turkish word, just to kind of get it out there, because I really want, it means east of. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and that's it's important. not a Turkish word, even though the Turks have kind of claimed it and they call it Anadolu. And a lot of people have this misconception of Anatolia as a very new term. And it's a Turkish term, which is a huge mistake. It's a Greek word. OK, that's all I'm going to say about Anatolia. So go ahead. Sorry. No, it's a good point. And again, it gets back to the fact that the, the Greeks and the Turks have such a integrated history. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're really at some points. um so close together. I mean, especially the leadership, right? The sultans being a lot of cases more than 50% uh, Greek, right? Mm-hmm. But when you, ha- when you have this, this, this human tax system, and it's, it's always funny to me when I see in Turkey today, men dressing up as the Janissaries. I don't yeah. think they understand that they're dressing up as Christian children who are forcibly converted to Islam and to hmm. be Turkified. I mean, first of all, I don't think they would be very happy to think, well, what happens if the reverse happened? What happens if you took Turkish kids and turned them into Christians and made them into Armenians or Greeks? I mean, I think they would flip out. But the fact that somehow they're able to uh, be okay with it happening to to us, that that's a yeah, because they don't consider racist, racist system, you know. Well, I mean, what they do is, uh, how should I explain it? Non-Turks are not humans, basically. You know, when you're brought up thinking that way, that if they're not a Turk, then they're not humans, and they're pretty much cattle, and you treat them like cattle. If that's how they're brought up, then that's that's why they think it's fine. I mean, look at look at the history of America with all the slaves. This has been the issue for thousands and thousands of years with humanity, right? With different civilizations. How does one one race conquer another? They make that race look inhuman, right? They like with caricatures or whatever. So, right. They yeah. do. They do, but I think a lot of that 
you know what it got worse as time progressed um like the the human collection tax they didn't invent that that was invented by the arabs in egypt mm-hmm. and the mamluk empire was an empire built on turkish slaves yeah. uh being converted and taken as slave soldiers um and then you know i'm jumping around a lot but you know then the ottomans fought the uh, the mamluks the ottoman sultan selim the first destroyed them in the 1500s so there was it's kind of not comical but funny to think two turks fighting out mm-hmm. and the ottomans beating uh the mamluks um so it's you know reading about the the, the human tax it's tough but the, again it's 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 weird to see turks today dressing up as janissaries those were christian children yeah. converted so i don't know if they're proud of the fact that it's just a soldier or do they understand that these were christian kids why would you dress up as a Christian if you don't like them? It's it's very and, and again yeah. I think the, the complexity of it, again I find fascinating because somehow we had to survive in yeah. in an, in an empire and in a society that all of the wheels of justice and all of the um, the balance the balance was really against us. I mean I don't know how you guys feel about it. Uh, I'd be curious to get your opinions. But when when you're trying to as we're all we're all fathers, we all have families, right? We're just trying to make a living here. We're trying to do the best we can, yeah. making a living yeah. and, and getting our kids uh, better than we are. That mm-hmm. point, that point is the the exact reason why I've always had sympathy and empathy for African Americans in America, mm-hmm. because I've always looked at the situation that they were in, where they were second class citizens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how they were the way they were treated. They're not allowed to do this. They're not allowed to do that. They can't do this. They can't do that. And for me as an Armenian, I always put myself in their place because I thought to myself, I've always thought to myself that this was us in Turkey. This was mm-hmm. us in Ottoman Empire. Yep. You know what I mean? So for me to ever look at, you know, for me to, as a human being, not just an Armenian, for me as a human being to look at, let's say, an African-American or even like uh, the Mexicans back in, you know, back in the day in California, how they were treated wrongfully as well at some point. But if I look at like a, a black person and say like, you know, like, Oh, that's that's fine. That's just how it was. Yeah, As if it's okay. It's not okay. And I think that what I hear, and I, I've heard it. If I hear people not really put as much emphasis on the struggle of black people, especially if it's an Armenian that says it to me, mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, look at your own people. You know, yeah. I'm just like, not maybe us, but our great grandparents or great 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 grandparents mm-hmm. were in the same boat as these people were. You know what I mean? Like they were also treated the same way. They're persecuted like, and yeah, second yeah, class oppressed. Yeah. yeah. Oppressed. Yeah. And, uh, so it's like you said, it's human. It is, it's a it's a it's a human thing. It's not yeah. a not just the Turks to the Armenians. It was the Egyptians yeah. to the Hebrews. It was the uh, you know, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, it's uh, other Romans other to whatever, yeah. So it's, it's, what, it's like, like what the Nazis were doing to the Jews yes, when they of course you know, it's it's just or the Americans to the natives here. Absolutely. It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. just Australians to the Aboriginals. Yeah. As long as Spaniards people... to the Mayans. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Yeah. 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 It keeps going. Yeah. As long as you ex- you don't do anything. Aztecs, about it sorry. You, Aztecs. Yeah. If you don't break the cycle, it's just always gonna happen. It's always yeah. gonna happen. But then what the thing that always got me is this, right? Is because of the Turkish fact. And I've always thought, like, the Ottomans were in the Balkans, right? At some point in time, the Balkans were, you know, occupied by the Ottoman Empire. 
Yep. And then when Yugoslavia broke up, you know, the Serbs are a fighting race of people, right? Mm. You, you, you don't, they're a very proud people. They're very mm. nationalistic. They, 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 they'll fight the good fight when it comes to them. Like if you bring a fight to the Serbs, they're going to, they're, they're not going to back down, which, you know, from history, they fought the Ottomans. They fought the, all of those people. The when Nazis. The, whole, the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the issue with Bosnia and that whole thing started up for me and I saw like, you know, whatever the Serbs were doing and this, like, here's this group of people, which I believe may have some sort of Turkic ancestry, the Bosnians, I think, I, I believe yeah, they, they do, do, right? And it's like, why is it that this little plot of land was so important that NATO had to get involved? Mm. And they literally like rained hell on Bosnia and Croatia and everyone else just to allow this to happen for like, you know, for these, for this one nation, for, 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 I guess, a Turkic race. And yeah. then the same could not be done for the Armenians in, in Artsakh. You know, oh, where look at like, Ukraine right now. The whole Artsakh thing is happening. Look at what's going on at Ukraine right yes. now. And like, every time I see the Ukraine thing, yeah. every time I look at it, the, that's the one thought that goes into yeah. my head. Why are we so irrelevant? Yeah. You know, like, why are we so irrelevant as a people that, you know, like Bosnia got NATO to help them. You know, uh, Ukraine. Okay, I get it. Ukraine's on the border. And don't forget, yeah. they also said the Srebrenica, Srebrenica massacre of 8,000 people was considered genocide. Yeah. And yeah. 1.5 million Armenians. You know, Turkey says, "Oh, that's not genocide." Yeah, exactly. And, and by it's no means, by no means, am I justifying what the Serbs did to the Bosnians as being acceptable and okay? Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm sure that they had some deeply seated animosity towards the people there. Yeah, that's not that's not for me to 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 say good or bad. But you know, I'm sure the Serbs had some some history there that they wanted to get some payback for right mm, they did uh, and and and, and they, i've always looked at the serbs as being the wrong race to do that to because that's how they are i mean they're just they're, they're they're proud people they'll fight the fight they don't care how small they are they'll put up a big fight against you yeah. but again my point more is that um you know nato gets involved with these other countries and i'm like why the hell did nobody even give a shit about uh, Artsakh or any of the Armenian issues, even to this day, it's because still going there's on. There's nothing to gain for them. There's no oil there. There's you know. so it, it has nothing. To, so that's the thing is like, so basically, NATO, all these global powers, they don't give two shits about humanity and this preservation of life and culture mm-hmm. and and whatever. All they care about is, is this strategically relevant to me? Mm-hmm. Is there is there any sort of minerals or supplies that I can get mm-hmm. from this? How is this going to help big business in my country? Yeah, that's it. That's I don't it. care if people are dying, history or, any of that. or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's why they you know they pretty much let Africa to die. You know, with yeah. all the imperialism that went on there back in the day. But anyway, sorry, that's just my yeah. no. It's a good point. I mean, I, I'm thinking the same thing that you guys are thinking. Um, one of my thoughts. And it's funny that you guys talked about this with Ukraine and and also with the the Bosnian, with the with the Serb bombing by NATO. So my feeling is that the the powers that be, the West, everything south of Vienna, really is for the Turks. And I've, you've probably heard me say this before, but southern um, uh, Europe, that whole Balkan Peninsula, yep. in their mind, that's all Turkey. And Turkey continues to where it is presently, the Caucasus, and then down to the Middle East. So that's why, you know, getting involved against Serbs, who also were um, 
allied with the Russians um, was just an, an, another thing for them just to uh, to get involved in, but on the side of the Turks. You know, yeah. that's why for them not getting involved with uh, the war in Artsakh made sense for them. Yeah, um, because they just we're, we're in the way. We're in the way, people. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> just in the way. I mean, at, at best, when we're even when we're doing well in in the in the Ottoman Empire or the um, the Persian Empire, we're just you got to keep our heads down, you know, because yeah. we're not big enough to to hold any serious sway. And we're only going to be able to survive as long as as long as the powers that be want us to be there. Yeah. So it, it's a very shitty position to be in. And then that whole neighborhood yeah. that just don't care for, for, <laughs> yep. for right for for civilization, for peace, to accept differences. Yeah. Just yeah. Just, I mean, as as far as ancient cultures, um, you know, as far as ancient cultures, you know, Armenia is concerned in ancient culture. So is Assyria. But look at Assyrians. They have no land. A powerful, powerful country i guess nation you could say like that ends up losing everything to the point where they're they have no country now yeah. how do you think assyrians handle it you know armenians right now we have a small plot of land which was huge back in the day and slowly bits and pieces of it went and right now we have a small chunk and we can barely hold on to that small chunk yeah and if something doesn't change right now we're going to end up like the assyrians pretty much losing everything and then it's over and, and eventually it's not, you know it's not just someone else's fault about holding on to that land i mean expa- expatriatism whatever you call it expats right mm-hmm. people leaving that country are like yes at a rapid pace because I they have they have no reason to want to stay there it's funny it's also that from the inside yeah it's the inside the problem yeah i talk mm-hmm. to people there and they're just running to get out of there and then yeah and then I talk to people here in America, whether it's like people that were born here or people from mm-hmm. like uh, the Middle East Armenians, they're rushing to go there. Yeah. You know, go there and have something there. Oh, I, I bought a condo there. I yes. go there every yeah. summer. And I'm like, you're going there. And I'm like, and those people, they can't get out of there fast enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like, we're not we're not going to have that land yeah. if, at this rate in like 30, 50 years from now. I mean, look at Israel. The only way Israel became powerful is people actually went there and invested in their country. They were going there, you know, buying land, investing in that country. Whereas there were given incentives to that's exactly why. the yeah. government was yeah. telling them, "Come mm-hmm. here, we're going to give yes. you this money." Yes, you know and that's I mean? how they made it. Yeah, you want to be here. And besides, yes. let's let's be honest: the real estate in Israel is a little better than Armenia. I mean, Iranian, you got the, <laughs> the weather's a little nicer, but they were literally like telling people you need to come here because look how gorgeous yeah. it is we'll give you money to be and, and not to take anything away from armenia armenia is gorgeous too with all the it's, history and ancient beautiful. cultures and you know the Listen, mountains the valleys it's it's gorgeous but, for me it's i like the armenian terrain more than i would any any beach i'm not a beach person i don't like yeah. warm weather so armenia to me fits perfect like when i went to Artsakh, i was like i'm looking around and going i could live here yeah i could totally live here because it's nothing but like hills, trees, it's very rural. And I'm like, this is perfect. I, if yeah. I'm lucky, I wouldn't even have to see a neighbor. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and, but, but I like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I like the highlands. I like highland life. I like mountain life. Like that. Yeah. Tree. So do I. I agree with you. You know, so I mean, it's, highlight. It's, yeah. it's, it's to, I mean, to each his own. But it's like, but, yeah. but, but unfortunately, like the Armenian government today is just, it's 
barely a government. And yeah. just, it has no incentive to make <laughs> has it a lot of issues. It yeah. does. It has a lot of yeah. issues that it needs to work on. So. I mean, look, look at how much uh, they're facing. You know, all around them is just enemies. And uh, not just you know, enemies, like wretched, wretched, yes. disgusting creatures that want to torment you. you know, yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, and not to mention even on the inside. I mean, come on. We know what happened a year ago. There was a yeah. lot of uh, internal yeah. internal folks that were playing against us. Yeah, you know what I mean? of course, because he tried to westernize Armenia. Uh, he said, OK, we can't. tried it this way for so long. Let's try to westernize it. And they choked him. And uh, it's it's like and, and I mean, uh, the prime minister Pashinan even went to the U.N. trying to seek help. They just kind of brushed him off. They're like, no, 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 it's OK. Nothing's happening. Nothing to see here. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> that, whole, that, that whole Sarkisian to Pashinyan thing. Horrible. Was, uh, yeah. Was it was a joke? Let me tell you mm-hmm. why. The reason why Sarkisian, in my opinion, stepped down because he knew the inevitable was going to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. he knew that Azerbaijan was going to do what it did. He knew that nobody's going to help us. Nobody's going to basically stand in our, you know, have their back to us. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know what? You want to be the president? Go ahead, be the president. Yeah. Have fun. By the way, I've gotten to become like a billionaire by raping. Yes. You. You know, but you, Mr. Solely Reporter, want to be the president? Go ahead. Do what you want to do. Let's see how far you get. And the whole thing just caved in on the poor bastard. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Pashinyan had, must be not, he can't be that intelligent to not see this, right? It's like, mm. they basically said, here you go, because it's it's going to cave in on you. And that's exactly what it did. But I think his hope was, uh, if I turn to America and the Western powers, that they would come in and democracy that, and all of that. He didn't. He didn't count on Russia being how Russia is. And that's his stupidity. <laughs> that's his, exactly. I you have to know that where if you're in yeah. the Caucasus, right? Yeah. You are beholden to Russia or Turkey. Yeah. Yes. You're you're stuck between two rocks. He thought that he's going to get France to help him. Yeah. America. America. Yeah. They're like. We don't want nothing to do with that. Yeah. You know, and this yeah. poor guy, I don't know, maybe he just hasn't read enough history books or something, you know, to realize that it was a it was a losing battle and they let it happen. I believe they let that happen on him. You know, I mean, look, look at how he came to power. The whole thing was just so romantic. The Velvet Revolution, you yeah. know, like the government stepped down. The people just basically went and said, we want somebody new and we want this guy. Not a the gun was fired. No battles, no nothing. Government stepped on. He went in. The whole thing was just very romantic. It was romantic. By the way, twice. So he thought he could do it. Twice. By the way, yeah. twice. He, he Don't forget, he got voted in again. That's how badly That's right. people yeah. didn't want the old regime back. That's it, right. I, I get it. And it's like, what does that tell you about the, that country, though? Yeah. Like, this guy, I mean, he tried. He completely, the, the proverbial toilet flushed in the background. You know, mm-hmm. he tried. And then... You know, the only option they had was him again or that Kocharyan guy who yeah. I've heard is an is an animal. Right. As yeah. far as some of the stuff that he's done during his presidency there. Uh, and there are people like, OK, you're going to have either this guy or this other guy that used to have the tanks in the streets and, yeah. and, 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 and enforce his reign. We'll take this guy again. You know what I mean? Like, we'll take our chances yeah. with him again. I was like, it's, it's an after opinion. losing the war, after yeah. losing the yeah. war. It's like, the people don't have hope. They don't have options. It's like, God, you don't have yeah. any normal person there that can be the president. Yeah. By normal, I mean, like someone that's got some capable some intellect, capable, yeah. Has, yeah. Is, is, is worldly, you know what I mean? Like knows how to talk to people, knows how to market the country, you know? Yeah. But again. Um, so, uh, Araki, anything else you want to add to the book that you just read? Because I want to ask a question about nationalism, uh, unless um, you want to. 
no so so then it was just um so as I was talking to myself shoveling, I, I realized that I was able to shovel <laughs> all, going the all the sidewalks, all the right. patios, uh, the driveway. I mean, in a miserable situation, just having this very strange chess game against myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was just it was just a great way to to you know to, to shovel time. and not to not to focus on what I was doing. But it is yeah. fascinating though. Uh, of course, the Armenians in the Ottoman Empire, where where we were able to. Um, somehow survive under under a, an oppressed regime um sometimes it was okay other times it was just horrific just god awful yeah um, but it was just interesting uh and we all have a story you know all of our families have a story going through the genocide yeah. all of our families have a story from you know when when we meet each other i i mean i always do this i always ask another armenian where are you from and they'll say oh you know i was born in waltham I'm like no that that's not what i mean Oh, we're from Syria. No, where were you from? And then mm-hmm. getting to that part, I I always enjoy, because hopefully they know a little bit about their family story. Yeah. And I always ask, you know, so what's your family story? How did you get from, you know, um, Western Armenia to where you are today? Yeah. Um. Sometimes they know, sometimes they don't. But the conversation's great. And you know, a lot of times they'll they'll say, you know what, I need to find out. And they'll follow up. They'll follow they, up with they, grandparents. They, they try, but unfortunately, if you're from uh, Cilicia or that part of modern-day Turkey, you know, you can't go and ask the Turkish government, hey, I want, I'm looking for my Armenian roots. And all those towns you destroyed and you plowed over and you put new streets on and the houses you took from my ancestors. <laughs> Where are those papers? Can you please give me? So yeah, unfortunately, no, no. a lot of Armenians that are from that region, including my family, um, we can't go all the way back. You know, my great grand grandfather was from Yozgat, which is a town, if I remember, somewhere around there. I mean, same thing with both of my great-grandparents. They're from that side of um, modern-day Turkey, which used to be Armenian villages. And they were pretty much burnt out, kicked out. And both of my great-grandfathers stayed behind fighting the Turks off so the families could get away. They were never seen again. That was it for them. Uh, But where is my history? I, I can't go all the way back. It's it stops for me there. Well, but yeah, you so. you go back as far as you can, right? So I go back as wherever, far as I can. Yeah. Wherever you can go back to, that's where you can go back to, and then yes. you just sort of you go forward from from that point on. And those, yeah. your story is just as interesting as anybody else's. Have um, you guys have you guys ever seen that show called Finding Your Roots on PBS? I watch that show, and I always tell my wife the same thing. Wouldn't you? Don't you wish that someone could do this to you? You know mm. what I mean? That somebody could basically you know, take your information and go back, whatever, 300 years and say, like, this is your great, great grandparents and this is their story and your, and their parents' stories and et cetera, and et cetera. You know what I mean? Go back to the villages, their careers, how they immigrated from here to there, from everywhere. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm jealous of that. I go, because we'll never see that. I said, to, I was telling her, I'm like, because yeah. most of our information was destroyed. Uh, yeah. A lot of it was destroyed. And I'm like, what little that I have is, you know, like my dad was from Gudun. And there's a there's a, the book of Gudun. I don't know if you ever heard of it, right? Yeah, I have. So the book of Gudun, like I've, I've looked at some parts of it. I've read some parts of it. I talked to some people online about it. And they gave me some history. And I've actually found my dad's direct descendants. You know, they have wow. the same last name as I do. And they've given me, they've shared pictures with me. They've confirmed some of my dad's stories to me that wow. my dad would say, you know, this is what our family was. This is what we did. This is who this. And like, I want to say like 50%, maybe more of my family was clergy. All ranks from 
Mm. Archbishops, the bishops, the priests, Is that right? the vartabeds. Yeah, they're all in the clergy. Wow. Right? The other 50% were masons and builders. They were a construction company, right? Mm. They built churches and mosques. That was their specialties. They were just basically building churches and mosques. So, uh, and I'm just like, wow. And I was, I remember I told my dad, I'm like, did you know that our family were a bunch of builders? You know, and, and he's saying like, well, I guess that explains why me and you are so handy. You know what I mean? He's like, because we're always doing, and I'm like, but it doesn't, I'm, and I told him joke, I'm like, it doesn't explain your brothers because they can hang a freaking picture on the wall, you know? It's a but, recessive gene, skips a few generations. But the book of Gideon, you know, kind of showed me some of these things i'm just like jesus i'm like i'm like i was like dad there's that many like like clergy members in our family and his great-grandfather was a priest you know uh and he was killed because he's a priest you know what i mean during the genesis yeah um mm-hmm. so but i i always wish that i i just i knew more and i saw more you know like there was so many stories that my dad would tell me uh that he heard from his dad obviously that his dad would tell him and his grandmother would tell him but well, you know, like the three of us will 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 never get to know the exact details yeah. of our ancestors and their history. We'll just get these little, these little like moments in time, like these little, yeah. you know what I mean, like these little moments of clarity where it's just like, here's like this person, and this is what he did, yeah, and and nothing more. All right, so that is going to be it for this episode. Uh, we decided to split this into two parts since the first half that you just listened to ended up being serious. Um, we wanted it to be its own thing. Not all shows have to be a comedy fest. Sometimes we need to get serious and talk about some heavy subjects. It's important to learn the truth from our world history. So hopefully you, the listener, took something away from our conversation. The laughs and the silliness will be back in the next episode, which will be episode 10. Somehow in the second half of our conversation, we went from a very heavy, serious subject into total comedy and silliness. So stay tuned to that. That's in episode 10. In the meantime, thank you, Ardo. Thank you, Arakel. And thank you to all the listeners. And we will see you in episode 10. Take care.